Are you sick and tired of rummaging through trash to find your beloved rat eggs? We'll rummage no further because we have a solution for you. Here at Rat Egg Inc., we are dedicated to bringing you the highest quality egg at a fraction of the cost. No matter, no matter whether you like them sturdy and moist or soft and dry, our 10-day guarantee can quell any and all of your fears. Finally, you can harness the power of the sewer varmint through the sweet taste and smell of the, their organically grown and harvested egg. Use coupon code RATEGYUM to receive a free egg juicer with your next purchase. Rat Egg Inc. All the fun with none of the work. Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. Um, we are three friends who enjoy watching movies and talking about movies. I'm Lucas. I'm Niall. And I'm Britton. And we have Britton this week. So Jared is sick, unfortunately. Jared's um, busy we were doing have... the sick boy inquiry instead of the orange boy inquiry this week. <laughs> yeah, that's a much less fun inquiry. <laughs> um, but that's, that's where he is. So we have my friend Britton with us this week. Um, and we are going to be talking about The Mandalorian. Um, so, season two just finished this week, and I think we all just have a lot we want to talk about <laughs> with it. I certainly do. It was I so good. So good, dude. was <laughs> blown away. Um, so, I'll just start by just sharing some of my overall thoughts, and then we'll get into our questions. Um, but also, if you do not want anything spoiled for you, then go and watch the episodes because we are going to yes. talk about everything that happens. There will be a lot of spoilers. So from this point onwards, we will just have a full spoiler conversation. So you have been warned. Um, anyway, oh, yeah, I, I stayed up until four watching the season finale of season two yes. because I was hanging out with some people and got home very late. And I was like, the whole time after 1 a.m., I was just like eating away at me because I knew something was going to happen, but I was not expecting Luke, the OG himself, to show up. I know. Dude, Dude, that oh, just blew me away. So I, crazy. Now that, they, now, oh, now that they've done that, like anything goes because Luke is oh, just, yeah. I, he's just the number one character in Star Wars. And if they can put him in yeah. a TV show like that, like they can do whatever they want with whoever they want. Yeah, who else is going to show up? It, it could go any number of directions so from here. First... And I'm, oh, it's going to be so cool. I I think that as much as I loved season one, I think I like season two more. And I think it may be slightly because of all of the crazy fan service that they did for us, you know, with Ahsoka and with Bobo. Oh, yeah. And, like, there there was a lot of stuff like that, you know. And I don't think that fan service is bad as long as the story is also good, you know? If it's, like, hinging on fan service yeah. stuff, then it's a problem. But I think that season two just nailed it with that, like, kind of balancing the story. And, like, the Mandalorian's arc through this season and his, like, development of kind of, like... And the way that Bill Burr's character kind of talks to him and makes him question the whole helmet thing... It's just cool, yeah. you know, and I, I think that 
that kind of gets overlooked because of, you know, all of the cool Baby Yoda stuff and all the cool Boba Fett stuff. But the Mandalorian himself had a seriously awesome arc this season. I just loved it. Yeah, yeah me too. I, Absolutely. I just, oh, dude, it's just crazy to think, like, how set he was in his ways. And then he slowly just kind of, like, <coughs> over the season, like, how it, like, progresses. He, like, kind of questions his morality, like, questions his... Uh, like cultish ways you know like his religion yeah. like it's just it's so cool yeah i Seriously love that awesome i i thought it was super interesting how um bo-katan earlier was like giving him crap for uh wearing a helmet and then she won't take the dark saber because of her same like cult ideas i know so that was <laughs> so it's just like super hypocritical um but i love that too how he like they just like left that off where he's just like the rightful owner of the dark saber even though he like doesn't want it it's it was so cool um there yeah there were there was a lot that they could, did really really well this this season i i agree with you Niall, that i i like this one more um than season 1 i really liked season 1 but heading into season 2 i was just blown away with what they were able to pull off I was shocked that they were, like, allowed to do most of the things that they were. I know. Um, but, yeah, the Boba Fett stuff, just just long, long-term payoffs of things pe- people have been wanting for a long time. Um, but, you know, finally we got some awesome Boba action, some more Luke action, Ahsoka in live action. You know, Grogu got his name. Slave One with the, the seismic freaking charge. seismic charge, bro. Yeah, dude, oh. that seismic charge, I lost it. Yeah, oh, I did too. Goodness. When when he was flying away and there were the TIE fighters behind him, I was talking to my friend who I was watching it with. I was like, oh my gosh, if he drops that seismic charge now, and then he does, I was just like, oh. oh so awesome. So good. Just that beautiful noise, that sweet, <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this blue ring. Oh, oh it was amazing. So cool. Um, anyway, and then with that. I think we have a little bit of an idea, but I, I'll ask my question with um, where, given how much has happened this season, um, where do you guys think the Mandalorian is going to go from here? Well, I definitely would like to see a um, kind of a Bo-Katan Mandalorian showdown, but I almost think that my prediction, so this is not what I want to happen, but this is what I think is going to happen, is I think they're going to, like, kind of do it, but then also kind of, I don't know, dance around it a little bit, you know? Like, I feel like that should be, like, the season opener of next one. It's like they kind of set up this thing. But my prediction is that, like, Din is not going to want to win, and so he's kind of going to throw the fight for her and that she's just going to take it and it's going to be like, okay, whatever. And so I'm, I'm a little nervous about how they're going to go about that because I feel like they can do it in a really cool way. Um, <clears throat> but also I feel like it could be really underwhelming because it's a thing that I'm stoked about, you know? I want to see that. But other than that, I think like we talked about already a little bit, now that Luke showed up, anything is possible. And so I'm stoked about that because it's like, what else are we going to see? And what other things are they going to touch on? My personal oh, hope, yeah. 
Um, what I want to see is more of the Crimson Dawn stuff with Darth Maul that they introduced in oh, Solo. Yeah. I want to see that like kind of criminal underworld stuff and how the Mandalorian would operate inside of a story like that, you know, because that's kind of yeah. where he was from originally is, you know, that bounty hunting criminal type world. And so I want to see him, you know, in that realm with Darth Maul and doing that kind of thing. I think it could be super, super cool. Yeah. It just makes it all the, like more of a bummer that they killed him off in rebels. Yeah. In such a lame way. I know. So I would not be surprised if they retcon that. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, not very many people have watched the anime. I mean, like, a lot of hardcore fans have watched those, yeah. but not a lot but of, But like, even, even then, it's, of like... a general audience. Hardcore fans have watched a lot of the Clone Wars, and only, like, the hardcore, hardcores have watched Rebels. Like, I know yeah, tons because, of people that watch Clone Wars, and not a lot that watch Rebels. Exactly. Because it was way more kid-oriented. Like, I yeah. imagine more kids watch that than, like, full-grown men. Right. <laughs> Just because that was kind of the purpose of that. I'm, I, I've watched a few of the episodes, and I've heard it has some really cool stuff in it, and I've watched some really cool stuff. But also, like, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul facing off and tattooing. People talk about it like it's some awesome thing, but it's literally they clash lightsabers once, and then Darth Maul dies. Right. It's <laughs> like, kind of a little okay. underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brick, go ahead. <clears throat> so I was thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot, and um, the one thing that I think is going to happen is it's it it's going to be like rebuilding or like like liberating Mandalore. I think that's going to be the whole premise of the next like two seasons here. Sick. Is because it, it talks so heavily about the purge in the first one. Um, you know, the Great Mandalorian purge. We don't know a whole lot about it. It's just kind of something that happens like off screen. It's just like, hey, this happened. You know, and then we have, like, the armorer in the first season, and then she's, like, you know, having to, like, melt all the armor and, like, make, you know, try to rebuild the Mandalorians there. And then we don't really know a whole lot about the Mandalorians now. You know, we have we have the Night Owls, and then we have the Children of the Watch, where, like, Mando comes, where Din comes from. We just don't really know a whole lot about what's going on. So I think now that Mando has the Darksaber... Um, I think he's going to go with Bo-Katan and they're going to try to like rebuild like Mandalore, you know, and try to like organize all these different factions and then just like make Mandalore great again, if you so would. Um, <laughs> um, that's kind of like what I think is going to happen. But obviously, like there's going to be some contention with all that. You know, we've, we've seen it with with Bo-Katan and Mando, you know, we've seen like like Lucas said like they're like how kind of hypocritical um Bo was with like not taking the dark saber and like wanting it and Mando not like he's just like going they're both going against their ways and then we see contention with like Boba Fett and like uh Cosca Reeves like they're always just like they were just batting heads in the last episode so it's like it's going to be kind of an interesting dynamic to like rebuild Mandalore in that sense but I think that's where the whole like next premise of this of the next few seasons is going to go just kind of making sure and like rebuilding Mandalore in such a way that it's just like it's just perfect I think because thinking about it there is not any reference to anything Mandalorian in all of the sequel trilogy yeah. and so that gives them basically free reign to do whatever the heck they want with it yeah dude. because it's not like 
the First Order or the Resistance have any sort of like meddling with any sort of that stuff. So I, what I hope, I don't know about like the immediate future, but what I hope long term, like how the show ends and basically explaining what Din is up to during the sequel trilogy is he's just like the king of Mandalore and he's just like brought back order. And then what I hope they can do with that is if they time skip to post episode nine and like they continue to just like, like Mandalore is just like his realm. And that's just like yes. what's been going down for the last, you know, for however long after from when they end the show until however long in the future. But um, it'll be very interesting because this season just had the, it ended with, you know, Luke showing up. Grogu leaving, him taking his helmet off, and Moff Gideon being knocked out, and them just all being on that cruiser. Yeah. So, um, with that, I, I don't know if they're gonna do a time jump or if they're gonna pick up right where it left off. Um, I kind of think that given the state of things, that it'll pick up right where it left off, considering like how much is present. But I can also see them doing a time skip, of like I don't know a few months or even a year, just because of the significance of the of what's just happened um i guess they'll they'll know more than we do but i'm excited to see what they decide to do and if mando just decides to just not wear his helmet as much anymore and just kind of how much um evolves from there but with um luke and grogu i think that most people did not love how his face was cgi'd um that that's like my one complaint i would rather have CG face Luke than no Luke, so I was content with it. Yeah, for but sure. I, th- I think the reason why they did that is because if they had recast him as Sebastian Stan, like everyone had kind of talked about yeah. and wanted, um, people would be like, "Oh, now Luke is going to show up all the time, and like maybe we'll get a Luke show." Right. And I don't <coughs> think that they. W- I think having CG face almost makes it like. Okay, awesome. We're glad we got that Luke, but we don't really want more CG face Luke. Right. Um, so I think the way they did it was really clever. If they're not planning on bringing him back a lot, because I don't, I don't imagine him being like a regular version. If the, he was, I think they would have recast him. Um, but I think given the nature of his role, just like the quick cameo, and I, I imagine Luke still has the rights, or Mark Hamill still has the rights to Luke and everything. So they probably have to approach him about what to do and I don't like I know that he does not want to just always do Star Wars and I know he was credited but I don't really I mean maybe he recorded these lines and then they just like altered his voice or something Um, but like obviously that was not his body and that was just a still image of his younger face (laughs) yeah just kind of face apt onto a body of someone else (laughs) yeah yeah that was the the roughest part is when he holds grogu and looks at it and doesn't smile he just yeah. stares at just it has uh, the same expression yeah, yeah and it's like you like he would have you have to just kind of imagine it yourself that he would be like oh nice like a little baby yoda but he just doesn't yeah. so um i don't know i loved it like it was it was totally worth it at the end but i what i hope happens with grogu though is because immediately, of course, everyone was like, well, if Grogu's with Luke, then that means Grogu dies to Kylo Ren. But what I hope happens is Grogu gets old enough and mature enough, because Grogu is already older than Luke, right? Yeah. And so I hope Luke is able to train him enough that he goes off and starts his own sect of Jedi, and Luke's little temple, right, gets destroyed and everything, and he's distraught about that. But then we 
find out later that Grogu has his apprentices that he's been training, and that can also take us to post-episode 9. Yeah, Make dude. up for the fact that nothing was successful in the sequel trilogy that originated in the original trilogy, and actually have some some post-episode 9 Jedi. Whether or not Rey is involved in that, I don't can really care, imagine, to be honest. Can you imagine, dude, but, if like, that is Taika's movie that he's writing? Like, oh, like oh Grogu and his Force children? That would be... <laughs> Too good. <laughs> it would that would be, be insane. Too, too amazing. I I would oh, uh, I'd pay good money to see that. I would pay good money oh, to yeah. see that. Anyway, Niall, what's uh what do you got for us? Okay. <clears throat> so my question I I tend to really like the production end of things. Um and one of my favorite things about this show is that they just get some really awesome big time directors to come in and direct these episodes. I was shocked and honestly a little bit upset that Peyton Reed directed that last episode because I'm not a huge Peyton Reed fan. (laughs) Um, But, you know, whatever. Um, But that being said, my question is what director that has not already directed an episode would you like to see brought on to direct some some Mandalorian stuff? Well, okay, here's what I was thinking. As I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, who would be a really good director? And I just thought about, like, all the directors that I just really love, and, and someone that I really love is Steven Spielberg. Um, nice. He's, mm-hmm. It's a big name. He makes some of the most iconic movies, like, ever, you know, like the Indiana Jones movies, E.T., freaking Jaws, just, like, some of the best movies, <laughs> like, ever. Um And I don't think it's just going to be, like, one of those filler episodes. You know, I think it's going to be, if they were to bring him on, it'd be, like, a season finale. Or, like, maybe if they do, like, a a part one, part two, kind of, like, Infinity War endgame type thing. Like, maybe Mm. they'll, like, bring him on for those two different, like, like movies. I just think because he's such a big name and he has some awesome movies, I think he could do really, really well at directing, like, an episode of The Mandalorian. But that's just yeah. like that's just my thought. That'd yeah, be that would sweet. be awesome. Plus, he's like super good friends with George Lucas, and so I feel like he knows a lot about how George wants this stuff to be portrayed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I my um, I think it would be awesome if Phil Lord and Chris Miller were no. able to direct an episode because after getting just solo yoinked from them. Um, I yeah. think that that would be so awesome to see these di- these guys get a chance to actually make some Star Wars stuff um, with because this kind of is in the same kind of vein that I think they wanted Solo to be in um, and so if they just give him one episode just Din doing his stuff whatever in the galaxy on Mandalore even like a season finale or whatever how they're going to tie stuff up I think that they could make some really cool stuff um, with this and you know they have they have a good comedy element. They have some good action stuff, and so I think they would be they'd be super cool. That's a dang good pick. I <clears throat> I am relating this also to kind of a genre that I would like to see it move into. Um, but my pick is Scott Derrickson. Um, mm. He's the guy that directed Doctor Strange, but also Sinister and The Exorcism of Emily Rose and Deliver Us from Evil. He's a really good horror director, and I think that it would be really cool to see. And he's also, like, a huge big-time nerd, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would really like to see him, because, like, they kind of went into that a little bit with the 
Frosty Spiders episode. Um, yeah. I would really like to see some, like, big-time scary stuff with... And especially now that, like, Grogu's not in it, and we've kind of got... Well, Grogu's probably not in it. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I would really like to see where it goes on, you know, one of Din's solo adventures. Maybe even, like, the episode where they go back to Mandalore. And there's just, like, a yeah. bunch of dead Mandalorians and stuff. It's just, like, very dark. And yeah, and just, like, super dark and kind of creepy vibe. I think that Scott Derrickson would just nail it. And then he's also, like, he's got a lot of heart. I think that, like, Doctor Strange of the Marvel movies that came out after Phase 1 is one of the ones that has the most kind of heart in that character, you know? And it's, like, really... I don't know. I just love that movie. So maybe I'm biased, but... um I think that Scott Derrickson's got a real talent for um, making making characters really feel like they're like what they're doing matters, you know. And so I think that yeah. that would be a really good pick. Yeah, and Disney likes to go back to people that they've used before, as we've seen. Oh yeah, already. Oh yeah. So that'll be that would be awesome. Um, also, with that, I Robert Rodriguez directed that episode with. Um, yeah. Boba Fett. Which, which, by the way, I brought that up after we talked about the sequel trilogy, that episode. I joked about Robert Rodriguez being the person they should have had direct the sequels. Because, like, Spy <laughs> yeah. Kids and Sharkboy and Lava Girl, I was like, who would be worst? Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> probably. And then he directs maybe my favorite episode of this season. I'm yeah. like, well, actually, maybe that sequel trilogy would have been sick. Yeah, really. I don't pretty, pretty awesome. awesome. I don't know how we are on time, but like a follow up question, um, is there a specific like genre or like a specific vibe you would want to see from one of these episodes, whether it be like horror or like kind of like this dark, creepy, like I don't know, just this weird kind of vibe? What like would you want to see more comedic episodes? What would you guys like to see in the next season? I think it's uh, it's a little bit difficult to go too dark because yeah. they still try and make it for kids too, um, and like even the little spooky ice spider episode, yeah. um, like for us is probably not too spooky, but like my younger siblings were pretty jaded by that. Oh, um, <laughs> but it like it was good. Like I liked that kind of direction that they take it, um, but I and I also really liked the if you remember the very first scene of season one where he just like shows up and beats that guy up and then just like feeds him to those wolves and just yeah. leaves. It's rough. Like that type of stuff was super cool to me. And I think, um, the biggest taste of that we got also was like with him just trying to get Grogu back. He was just like, yeah. I don't like, I just will do anything. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what his like motivation is now because his motivation in season two was, find Jedi slash Mandalorians and like help out Grogu and then find Grogu. And now all of those things have been resolved. Um, but I, I would love to see some horror as well. And I just yeah. love horror being incorporated into stuff like this. I, I would like to see kind of a mystery episode, you know, the beginning mm, of the episode, yeah. something happens and it's like a big deal. And the rest of the episode, him, he and his team are just trying to, figure out what's going on piecing together little pieces of evidence until the very end and you're like oh crazy like whatever whatever yeah. the mystery would be but i think that that would be really cool 
Um, kind of, maybe a little bit of a filler episode, but I personally am not against the filler episodes because I think that's part of what makes this show cool. Me too. So I think that that would be super sick to kind of have this little side episode of just like a mystery thriller of them trying to put pieces together to figure something out. Right. I think I'd be down with that too. Um, I know a lot of people don't like the filler episodes, but I really think it does a, it does an awesome job at like world building and character development. Like a lot of people have a ton of like complaints about that, like I spider episode, but in mm-hmm. one of them, it's like, it's so good because it really develops like where Mando goes as a character, where Grogu goes as a character. And then it just kind of yeah. develops the world a little bit. It's just, it's just so good. And fatty shout out to hot frog lady hopping. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, lady, dude. the Star Wars world building that none of us knew we wanted, but we all knew. We got like, it, dude. Frog lady yeah. bouncing like crazy. Exactly. <laughs> I I really like the the kind of filler episodes. Looking back on them, my only thing is the week of when something like Boba Fett shows up the episode before, and then ice spiders happen. I was just like. <sighs> Yeah, I know. Like, like now that the whole season is out, I can appreciate that more because we've gotten the Boba Fett and everything else. Right. Um, But just, like, in the moment where you're just grinding through the weights of week to week, and now we have a full year until until next year. At least least this season ended more on, like, a lighthearted note. You know, because last season it was just, like, Moff Gideon with the Darksaber, and you're like, what the freak, dude? You're like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this one's like, okay, Grogu's gone, and, like, now we're going to see kind of where where Mando goes with, like, everyone else. But, like, yeah. But I don't know. Okay, Britt, what's your question? So... My question, as I've been looking back at season two, um, I kind of thought, like, if you could change one thing, just one, whether it be super simple thing or one very complex thing, what would you change and why would you change it? Okay, this is a tough question because I really enjoyed almost everything in season two. Yeah, me too. Um, so I, oh man, I don't like the only thing I can really think of is CG face Luke, but like, I get why they did it. And again, I would have much rather had CG face Luke and all the action we got than nothing at all. Um, because it was just like, it was just so satisfying. It was cause I don't know. That's, that's not the question, but. I think, yeah, if they would have just recast or also if they would have had Mark Hamill and just like had him with like a little bit of a beard and a lot of makeup and CG just on him himself. Oh, yeah, I like, would have yeah, been totally he's, fine He's way that. older, but I would have preferred that to CG face look because then it would have been like, okay, it's really Mark Hamill. Beard makes it way easier to de-age someone's face because it just means your eyes and forehead basically. Yeah. And... If they would have done that instead of what they did, I would have preferred that. But again, better that than nothing. Well, also, in the world of film prosthetics, like what they did with Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour to to make him Winston Churchill. Like, I know that they can, (laughs) like, practical effects make Mark Hamill look younger. I know that they Mm -hmm, can. I don't know how, but I know that they would be able to. So it's kind of like... 
I don't know. Maybe it was a... I don't know. I don't know why they keep doing that stuff, the CG face people, but... Yeah. Star Wars has done it a lot of a times. A lot of too, times. Thing. <laughs> we can't, we can't complain too hard, right? Because you can look at it and you can be like, oh yeah, the freaking mummy movie that The Rock was in, that was just awful <laughs> CG, you know? Yeah. And so like... Oh, the classic. At least it's not that bad, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, absolutely yeah yeah and i'm not trying to sound ungrateful because again that was like the best thing that's ever happened to me because that was the one thing i wanted out of the sequel trilogy i think that was the one thing most people wanted which is bad a luke going to town on some stormtroopers oh yeah dude and when he and then we didn't get it when he crumples that dark trooper just like a piece (laughs) of paper oh my goodness i could not contain myself it's like it literally was just just like the Darth Vader scene, like father, like son, like oh, we were talking yeah. about, oh, just yeah. absolutely just chaos. But it was just so amazing, amazing dude. <laughs> so um, good. My thing that I would change, and this is a thing that even goes back to season one. Um, I would say the greatest weakness of this show is the casting of the side characters, and I'm not even <laughs> talking the side characters like Cara Dune. I've heard a lot of people talk bad about Cara Dune and her actress and stuff. I think she does great. I, I really like Cara Dune. What I'm talking about is the friggin' Mos Eisley hanger lady with the pit droids. She is terrible. And every time she's on screen, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me because she's so bad at acting. And I cannot stand her. And there are even other people, and I like I know I'm going to get maybe blasted for this one by people, but Carl Weathers is not good. Um, The episode that he directed with him in it is a great episode, and I like it. But his delivery of basically every line he has feels like somebody reading a script, you know? It's just like, oh, dude, like, I don't know what we need to do to get you to be better at acting, but we gotta do it. Because I like Carl Weathers, and I think that, like... In terms of, like, the way that he behaves and stuff, he really is great for that character. But his line delivery is just brutal. Like, it's <laughs> just rough. And the same thing with this last episode. Maybe it's almost even a script writing thing. But in this last episode, a lot of the lines felt very, very exposition-y. I had just kind of like, thought. here, audience, here's everything that's going on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's like, like Bo- Bo-Katan had a couple through... of lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It can't, it can't cut, cut through It can Beskar. cut through everything except pure Beskar. And it's like, <laughs> let us see that. You know, show, don't yeah. tell, that kind of a thing. And even like Moff Gideon, played by Giancarlo Esposito, who I love. I think he's wonderful. He had some lines in this last episode that I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, come on, <laughs> just show us this stuff. Don't And, like, the whole thing, like, all I wanted him for was his blood. We're like, we know that. Like, you don't have to, I don't know. The writing in that last episode, like, script writing-wise, not the writing of the story, because the story is great, but just some of the lines felt a little clunky. And I don't know if it's because of actor portrayal or script writing, but I would say definitely there's some dialogue problems in this show. So my, I have yeah. two answers, and they are dialogue... And the terrible freaking hanger lady in Mos Eisley, who should <laughs> never have another job again as an actress because she's so bad. 
<laughs> she's gonna hunt you down. <laughs> the the reason why I like season one a lot is because there's not yes, there's like dialogue, but if you think about it, like when Mando is going to get the child, you know, he doesn't say all that much to the character Quill or, you know, to right. to IG eighty eight, you know, he doesn't have a lot of lines. And it's just, I think that's really what makes him kind of that ominous character, especially in mm-hmm. season one, as he was very, like, quiet. And yeah. you could, like, it was just cool in that regard. So, I don't know. If they could go back to that in season three, where it was just, like, now that baby Yoda is gone, Grogu is gone, maybe he can have some more solo episodes where it's just him, you know, going back to those roots from, from season one. Maybe that's something that I'd like to see. But that'd be cool. I that even gives me an idea going back to your question on what episode type things we would like to see. It would be super cool to have an episode with him alone, like completely alone, and have there be zero dialogue in the episode at all, you know? I've been watching this animated show on HBO Max called Primal about a a like a caveman and there's no dialogue in the show at all but it all is just like visual storytelling and you get like really attached to this character pretty quick. And I think that like the Mandalorian's a perfect opportunity to try to do that, you know, visual storytelling without a lot of dialogue. I'm I'm super into that. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool. I yeah, I'm uh overall though, I'm very appeased with what they with what they came up with. Oh yeah. For like season 2 I really liked season one, but I loved season two, man. Same. And, like, a lot of the things that I liked about season one were not really in season two. Like, it just being all self-contained little stories. Yeah. But that's fine, because it was still good in its own way. And, like, you guys were kind of saying, Grogu and Mando were both still evolved as characters. Yeah. Um, So, I'm... uh, I'm very excited to see where they continue to take this. And also, just shout out to the Book of Boba Fett. Just they Yo, threw that out yeah. there. <laughs> I actually, I wanted to ask a question about this because I don't know anything about it and I haven't looked into it yet. So is the Book of Boba Fett going to be a separate show or is that going to be like within The Mandalorian? It's going to be a separate thing. Okay, that's what yeah. I figured. It's just like they didn't announce it at the at the Disney Investor event. And of course, that uh-huh. would be because they wanted to announce it this way, you know, through that yeah. episode. But I just wanted to make sure that I was interpreting it correctly because I figured it would be its own show too. But yeah, ooh, yeah, that's that would be, be great. Um, oh yeah, it's gonna be so good. That'll be awesome. Um, I'm really excited. And just like he just shows up to Jabba's palace and just becomes King Boba, just yeah, out dude. of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. <laughs> Just, yeah, off Bib Fortuna. <laughs> Fat, chubby Bib Fortuna, bro. <laughs> Just Mr. Yeah. Chonko. Doesn't even <laughs> think about it. Bro, yeah. why, why does Blast everyone... Blast him right in his goiter. <laughs> I know, bro. Everyone that sits on that throne... Boba, Boba's going to get fatter now, I guess, because Bib Fortuna's oh, yeah. fat, Jabba was fat, dude. He's now on well, the... Boba already kind of looks a little <laughs> jet-puffed in his armor. <laughs> He's... He's he's a he's a bit he's a bit of a big boy. I remember that was my one thing in the tragedy episode when he comes out in his armor and then they're like talking afterwards. I was like, "Ooh, you maybe need Ooh. to hit the gym a couple of times there, boyo, because he's looking yeah. like a big boy now." 
But, yeah. you know, he's taken over Jabba's palace. It was meant to be. He was supposed to get fat. Oh, yeah. I bet I bet that show will have some sort of backstory, too. What I would love I hope. is for each, like, chapter, I guess, to be a different part of his life. And so, Me like, too. if they were to start, like, even Clone Wars era or, like, beginning of the, like, Civil War, like, right after Episode 3, Young Boba stuff... And then you, like, move through, and you have him, like, with the other bounty hunters that we saw in episode five. And they have, like, an episode where they all have to, like, team up for something. And then you just, like, make your way to him being... Like, you have your last couple of few episodes being him, like, present time. That would be so cool. That'd be great. I mean, even if it's all in the current timeline, it'll be awesome. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see kind of how they separate the Boba Fett Mandalorian stuff from, like, Din. Um... But then for our audience question, since we didn't get any audience <laughs> questions, <laughs> we are just going to ask Jared's question. He's kind uh, of an audience is, member this week. Yeah, he, <laughs> this week he is. Yeah, he's the audience. So what character or character type do you want to see make a guest appearance next? Okay. I, I thought long and hard about this one. Um, I would really love to see Hondo Onaka come into like Mandalorian um I think he would be a great you know comedic character if they want to keep going the comedic route um I think in the Clone Wars and in Rebels he makes the episode um he just he's just a funny character and I just I love him to death and I think it would be it would put a good dynamic on the episode of like maybe like a more pirate-esque episode where they're trying to do more piratey things and then he freaking like rips off mando and then mando's just like kind of like resentful towards him or i don't know i just think hondo would just be such a such a cool funny character to bring into the show but that's just like i don't know i think it'd be awesome yeah that'd be sick i have a couple answers to this question um one of them is more like I my heart yearns for it, but it probably almost certainly will not happen. And the other one is a little bit more practical. Um, the first one is I want them to retcon that Darth Maul scene and bring him in. Yes. Because I think that would be so awesome, especially if they made it that he was just ruling the underworld for like you know thirty, how like fifteen years since you know between Rebels and this show, and then Mando is kind of having to to fight him. I think that would be so amazing. Um, don't think it's going to happen, obviously, because that would mean they would have to backtrack on something that they've made. It is animated, so who knows, but we'll see. Um, the My only hesitation with wanting that is I. it would be awesome if they remade that scene in live action with the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. Yeah. That would be amazing because be the Darth Vader, like with Darth Vader being in it, I think that'll be a lot of kind of what's driving that show. But what would be awesome is if the show ended with that battle and then like him continuing on like living in Tatooine. Like that would just be so cool. Just like a sting at the end. It's like, oh yeah, also here's Darth Maul on top of having an entire season of Darth Vader. Right. But uh, extending the so scene amazing. in my opinion. Yeah. Making yeah, 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 making yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> making it an actual battle between Ewan McGregor and Ray Park. So awesome. Um, um, the other one, more practical, would be Thrawn. I think it's coming eventually, Thrawn. but I would really, I really like to see how he would interact with Moff Gideon and Din and everything. That'd be sick. So. Um, both of my, well, 
One of mine certainly relies on the thing that we learned in episode nine, which is that death doesn't actually happen in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That is, I would love to see, I would love to see Mace Windu. um, Mm. Just because I want to, for no other reason than that I want it. And so give it to me. Um, I, I love... I love Mace Windu so much, and I just think that it would be fun to see another, you know, like, Jedi master who's been living in the shadows for a really long time kind of emerge, and I think it could be really cool. Um, Another Uh, one, I actually, I just kind of assume that this character dies, but I haven't actually finished Clone Wars and haven't watched any of Rebels, so I'm not sure. But I want to see a live-action Cad Bane so bad. That, I'm, that would be sick. I'm assuming that that character dies at some point. So he doesn't actually die in the show. He was going to have a scene. So Boba Fett was actually originally going to kill him. And okay. Cad Bane was going to be the one who gave Boba Fett his ding in his helmet. Oh, yeah. I read about the that. Origin of that. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were yeah. going to have a duel, and Cad Bane was going to lose and die, and Boba Fett was going to get his little divot. But that, I don't know if that's technically considered canon. I mean, they can easily retcon it, because it was never actually aired or anything. Right. Well, so, wasn't that Dave Filoni's idea, though? Yeah, so maybe it was. So we they could get, redo that. Maybe we get that scene in, in the, the book Boba of Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That would be So sick. that could be super cool. But what I want, I really want to see live-action Cad Bane, because he was like... I was watching Clone Wars. I got through the first, like, two seasons. And I remember thinking a lot of the time in that show, it just wasn't grabbing me like I wanted it to. But as Mm -hmm. soon as the Cad Bane, the first Cad Bane arc started, I was like, okay, yeah, this is dope. Like, I I think Cad Bane is super cool. Yeah. Where he takes the the Senate, like, like, hostage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool It's super awesome. Um yeah, there's some great stuff in that show. And so I would I would really, really like to see that stuff happening. Um, and then, of course, give me Darth Jar Jar. Bro, 100%. Dude, <laughs> Darth Jar Jar, bro. Uh, Darth Jar Jar guys... is a very important theme to me, and I would really like to see him introduced <laughs> sooner rather than later. If he doesn't show up in the next season of Mando, I'm suing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they've basically been teasing it this whole time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally every episode has been leading to Darth Jar Jar. And he's going to say, You saw know the tragedy of Dark Darth Plagueis the Wise, huh? <laughs> Misa thought not. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a, I can't do a Jar Jar voice. I'm not even going to try to butcher it any more than I am. <laughs> You've got the grammar down now, and that's oh, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. important thing. Just horrid, wretched grammar. Oh, dude, it's so bad. <laughs> With Misa thrown in there. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, Jar Jar was my first word, actually. Is that so, real? Yeah, that is real. real. <laughs> that is a true fact. Jar Jar was the first thing that you as a human said. Yes. It, it His first uttered word first thing. were the worst words the fir- you could utter. <laughs> my first word that I uttered was... Jar Jar, and it will be the last word that I ever heard. <laughs> Just wow. a nice bookend yeah. on my life there of speaking go. words. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
But the it's funny, the actual canon explanation of what happened to Jar Jar was in a book, and he's just, like, some depressed jester on some planet somewhere. Good. And, like, some character just, like, stumbles upon him, and he's just, like, wallowing in self-pity because he basically is the reason the Empire rose to power. <laughs> it literally is, Because he was just like, hey, this Palpatine guy is pretty cool. Let's give him more power. Dude. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, this Jar Jar guy is pretty smart. Let's agree with him and do what he says. It's because he's a Sith, bro. Always two yeah. there are. Yeah. <laughs> a master and an apprentice. Oh, Yeah. Well, anyway, this was, uh... This... Oh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you think about it, Count Dooku was dead, and there was that inter... Like, that middle ground, yeah. you know? Maybe oh, yeah. Jar Jar was that second, uh... That second Absolutely. Sith, dude. No, bro, it's it's the same as Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka. They've got that kind of, yeah. like, you're training this person while you're training this person. Jar Jar was training Palpatine <laughs> while Palpatine <laughs> was training Dooku and... Darth Vader. I promise. Yeah. I promise. That's how it is. Head cannon. I'm, it's head cannon. Head cannon. I'm so, yeah, head it's cannon. not even head, head cannon. cannon. It's real it's cannon. It's real cannon, it hasn't dude. Revealed yet. I promise. It just he's just been lurking in the yeah. underworld. Oh yeah. No doubt in my mind. It'll be exciting. Yeah, right. I mean if if Sidious was living on Exegol with five hundred Star Destroyers. Yeah, exactly. And no one noticed. Who's <laughs> to say Jar Jar's not out there? <laughs> Yeah. Jar Jar is Jar Jar built Exegol. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar is living at the core of Exegol, just breathing into this tube and just like supplying power. power. He's coughing. Jar Jar. Every time he coughs, it's just lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar has been every ver every voice you have ever heard inside your head. Inside Yusa head. And, and he. <laughs> <laughs> And he uses his tongue as his lightsaber. Oh, oh don't do that to me. <laughs> because it's, it, it can cut through anything except for pure Beskar. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's where we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for listening to this episode about Mandalor- the Mandalorian. We certainly had a good time. It was such a wonderful journey through this second season i think we're all looking forward to the season three book of boba and the other 10 shows that disney has on the way it'll be pretty awesome next few years but between now and next december it will be another drought so buckle up but i think it'll be worth it in the long run oh yeah um yeah thanks to rat egg inc for sponsoring this episode thank you we couldn't have done it without you guys we really remember use Rat Egg Yum coupon code oh. at rateggink.com. Quit rummaging through user. your trash for your rat eggs. Have them Absolutely. delivered straight to your door. So much time and effort. It doesn't have to go to waste. Um, but yeah, that's where we'll call it. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys. See ya.